Here we are. It's rock and roll. Vince is tired of this nonsense. Vince is getting all fucking impatient and shit. What I'm going to try to be quiet. Not You're not going to be quiet. Here we go. Well, no, I'm 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 sorting hero clicks. Ooh, there's a domino. Do you want it, Jason? Oh my uh, god! No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorting hero clicks. I am. <laughs> I am updating the football guy's free agent tracker. All right, I'm thinking about comics because that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring the heat. Don't worry about that. All right. Eleven. You up? <laughs> <laughs> In the face. WD forty. Take it, bitch. Three, two, one. Eleven o'clock comics, episode one hundred and seventy-one. Hero clicks. Would you like a date? Oh, good thing I'm married. I can't make fun of Hero clicks as much as I would have a few weeks ago because I have been all up on this Pokemon game with my boys. Oh, that's it's fun. cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. If magic is anything like Pokemon, I can see why you guys play it. Uh, well, they all, all those collectible card games, uh, the mechanics of them, oh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, heaps of uh, money. Yeah, because the, the the play is all magic. I mean, anytime you turn a card on a side to activate it, that's that's magic. Okay, cool. Yeah, just and and the instants and interrupts and just the 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 timing of the game all came from Wizards of the Coast. That's awesome. Hey, what are you gonna do, right? That's how we do. That's how we do it. I think we've burned enough time, haven't we? So, yeah, bit. I don't know. It depends what kind of jam band intro you got this week. I got good stuff. Hey, everybody. It's eleven. <laughs> it's eleven. I'm not spilling the beans. It's eleven o'clock comics. I'm Vince B, and I have a little plastic Thanos. I oh, finally found one. It? Finally found one. Nice. I, don't call my I can't I find the damn that. Planet Hulk one anywhere. That's what. What are you said. talking about? The Marvel Universe. Do you know the the little figures oh, that the they have? Yeah, yeah, the, the Thanos is monkeys in a barrel type of things. No, 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 no. Those are the re, those are the uh, whatever they call them, action squad or something like that. The uh, three and almost four inches with the with the Nick Fury card and the That's shield thing. Oh. Real nice. Thanos oh, is really cool. nice. Nice. Got it. That's uh, who I'm, I am. Yeah, I'm Christopher Neesman, and I'm sorting through a box of several thousand hero clicks. It's exciting. Uh, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm David Price, and I I have uh, a couple of thank yous this week. Wow! Well, hey now, 
Und I am Dr. Abraham Erskine. No, you're not. Uh, somebody saw the movie. No, you're Stanley not. Stanley Tucci. You, was it really Stanley Tucci? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, you're not. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this um, little dog and pony show is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Do you pay retail price for your books? Are you insane? Why would you do that when you can get, see, I'm like Crazy Eddie. Uh, why, why would you do that when you can get your books at anywhere from 30 to 75% off? It just, it's just common sense. It Go is. where the discounts are. And the Although discounts, every time you say that somewhere, a tiki dies. I know. It's too bad. <laughs> uh, because you can, like I, mean, I said. Yeah, that order gets its wings. <laughs> yeah. Huge discounts, 30 to 75% off. Uh, DCBService.com, they are by far the best. We all use them, so there you go. We wouldn't use them if they weren't any good. True that. Yes. DCBService.com. Their prices are insane. Nice. Yay. Drink roll call? Why not? All right. Vince. Yingling, go. <laughs> it says I drink it every week. Come on, son. Sorry, I like it. It's cheap. Right. Taste it. Um, what? Don't give me the mud butt. Uh, I am drinking uh, half, I don't know if there's another name for it, uh, half lemonade, half vodka. Hmm, that vodka lemonade. There you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's uh, what it was going to be called. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Price, how about you? Well, it was it was already mentioned during the pre-show festivities. I'm I'm drinking a glass of uh, Menage a Trois. You are? Yes. <laughs> I was making that up. That's hilarious. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're not going to mention the pre uh, the pre-show festivities because <laughs> someone was fucked up. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I am uh, I am drinking another one of the uh, the fine beers from uh, New Glarus Brewing Company, which uh, oh, unfortunately for uh, for all you folks that um, either don't live in Wisconsin or within a couple hours of Wisconsin, you're uh, you're shit out of luck because you can't uh, you can't buy this because it's only sold in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, tonight I am drinking their Ufta. It is their uh, their Bach beer, and it is. Is, uh, it's fantastic. Probably not the best beer to drink when it's balls fucking hot like it is right now, um, but it's a, it's a very tasty uh, dark Bach beer. So um, I'm enjoying it, regardless of Chicago summer heat. It's a very nice. comfortable 70 degrees here. It's, yeah, it's fucking nice. toasty here, but you know how I uh, you know how I complain about the uh, the cold in the winter. So. It, it- the cold in wintertime, Vince. So I'm going to uh, Chris. I will about say these. it's 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 a good thing. Maybe the person who is air quotes fucked into up the mic, my remember buddy. into the mic, man. Into see, the mic. Now you need to hear me. Yes. It's. I'm just saying to Chris that maybe it's a good thing that who that this person who is in in air quotes fucked up may not remember <laughs> tonight's conversation because if she hears that someone else told her to go do something tonight. Someone else may be fucked up. Like you. <laughs> uh, message received. Okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, I have a thank you. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Yeah, I actually have two, but one of them my wife hid, so I can't. 
No, Matt Burden sent me some cool Doctor Who shit from uh from the Doctor Who experience, oh, and oh, my wife told me told me that she got it, and if if she could open it up, it was something from from Europe, and it's like she was afraid it was you know an anthrax bomb or something, so I told her to open it up. <laughs> Um, and it's from Matt, but I don't know where she put it. So I'll have another thank you from him next week. But, uh, Matt, your, your package did arrive and I need to uh, reciprocate and send you. It was a little crooked, but a handsome package. Nonetheless, it was a handsome package, but, um, I did receive something else from, uh, one, Mr. Uh, Bob Gar. Ah, yes. How does does Bob say his last name? I just, it's from Sormo. Yeah, yeah, Ornelius, right? Yeah, that's what I say, Ornelius. Um, super great guy, great, great beer guy. He works for a, a beer distributor, so uh, had some fun talking, uh, talking beer with him. Uh, he and uh, uh, John and Lawrence and. Uh, those are the three that that came into Chicago and hung out with us before they went down to uh, uh, Summit City a few weeks ago, and uh, and I had. A lot of fun hanging out with all of them, but uh, you know, had fun talking uh, beer with Bob. But um, he uh, he also does a uh, a mini comic called B One, which yes. you know, which I I I look at the cover and I want to call it Bone, but it's uh it's B One, um, and it's called technically, a comic. technically not a mini comic, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well. Okay, in the letter that he sent me, he refers to it as a mini, so I'm calling it a mini. Well, you he can does. do it then. Yes, you can do that. It's, yeah, and it is a, in the truest sense of the word, it is a mini comic. It's an undersized comic, but it's black and white. But the production values on it are really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Slurmo is one of the guys that uh, that did my favorite story in in low concept. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, and and B one is 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 all that and a, and a bag of chips. Uh, but uh, but Bob, I just just got it, just opened it up, and I haven't had time to read it. So um, so hopefully next week I can uh, I can chit chat a little bit more about it. But um, do we have? Uh, I got it too. I got to thank him too. Oh okay. yeah, I was going to say I almost uh, introduced myself uh, this week as Splooge Ghost in honor. Oh, of- nice. I- so thank you very much, my friend. Well, y'all can uh, can let them know where to find. Can you find it on the web? I'm looking for a web address. For what? The, oh, well, you got uh, you got slurmo.blogspot.com <laughs> or uh, at slurmo on Twitter. Yep, and uh, and the uh, and the Earth Two podcast he does with Johnny at Earth Two dot podbean dot com. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and John Westoff is really the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying also osmosis-online.com is another place you can find him. There you go. And it's John Westoff who is really the the driving force uh, in the middle of welcoming a new baby. Congratulations to the family that 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 worked so hard on the low concept anthology. So I continue to just be blown away that those guys did that. Very very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So Spooge yep. Ghost is cute. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know. Spooge ghost. Um, away from I, it, you freak. I have another thank you, uh, which I think David and Chris either they either should already or they will next week. Um, and it's uh, from Mr. Jim Burton, Jim B. Uh, and he uh, he wrote a nice letter, um, and he included with the gift was uh, the first two volumes of Sandman Mystery Theater. Ooh, oh, I, I have that. those. Enjoy That's that good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I have not read, and as, as, as you guys know, I, I've been loving the guy Davis, and uh, this is some of his, uh, I guess, I don't it's, know if it's earliest, but it's early. It's um, Guy Davis, and it's Matt Wagner. Exactly, so, yeah. by Matt Wagner. Enjoy, enjoy the hell out of that. Uh, and I actually read the first, I guess, like two issues worth of the first trade on the way home, and really digging it. It's not at all what I would have thought it would be, just because, um, again, people that have listened to the show for a long time know I have not read uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman, so I, I assume this was sort of of that of that ilk, you know. Uh, but it's actually, I, I guess, there are some ties which I'm maybe not even picking up on. But but it's so far, it's just very much a a look at at Wesley Dodds and Diane Belmont in a very you know like mm-hmm. a noir setting. It's 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 been terrific. I mean, two issues in, it's it's terrific. Um, but uh, I just wanted to thank him, and he said that um, he uh, he also sent books to Chris and David this week. So. Um, he he oh, said yes. he has something for Vince, but he was going to send it later because it hurts his heart when you when Vince gets goodies while the rest of us have to hear about it. Oh, part two. So he said uh, he said you'll have a package coming soon, but he wanted us to have our moment. So there you go. He, uh, he, he did. What, what? He, very thoughtful. He uh, he he did send me something. He is one of my thank yous. Uh, he sent me volumes two, three, and four. So I am halfway through, or will be. Halfway through Pluto, so thank you. Oh wow, Pluto. nice! Yeah, Pluto. so I, I have, I have the first Pluto. one. I read the first one, loved it, Pluto, and, Pluto. Uh, and now I can get on to uh, finishing up the first half, and and we can talk about that. My other thank you before I forget is uh, is is Scott Campanella from J and M Comics, who um, I basically I, I'm in, in the middle of, of cleaning up this mess of a room that I have with, with all my comics and shit um, I seem to have lost or misplaced or maybe I don't know if I maybe I just forgot to order it I have no idea where the hell Sweet Tooth number 11 is shame and, on you uh, I know and and I mentioned it on uh, on Twitter and and uh, Scott gave me a, uh, a ping and, and said that uh, he, yeah. he could send it to me and he did and I received it so I can now continue on uh on my sweet tooth reading because I have a lot to catch up on and I'm I'm dying to and it's one thing and I know Chris <sighs> reads it in trades and, and I'm I, you know him when he finishes a trade because of of <sighs> of the things that Jeff puts Gus through and 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 everything else no so no I, no not 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 Gus this last time and I was thinking about this today because Jeff has some uh, new artwork posted at uh, at the Beguiling which is his art dealer and one of the pages is is one that. I mean, literally ripped my heart out, and I was I was thinking about it. it actually it, it it chokes me up. It makes me a little sick to my stomach thinking about it. Um, it's literally one of the very few comics that has affected me emotionally, and it's it's silly because it's a book about like animal children hybrids. And I'm thinking to myself today, I almost sent him an email. It's like, you son of a bitch, there better, there better be a happy resolution to this shit or I'm never going to forgive you. I'm serious, seriously still upset about the end of Volume yeah, 3. Relative to that, I don't know that there's going to be a happy ending here, my friend. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't count on it. It, it, it. Tom Caters described that book perfectly. It is Saw for Canadians. It is... <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it is. It has. I'm still 
I mean, like really upset about the end of the of that third volume. It, it had me emotionally distraught. And for a comic to do that, I mean, movies can do that. Some TV can do that, but it's so rare and you know far and few between that a comic can em- make you emotionally distraught. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, I'm like mad and I love him at the same time for mm-hmm. for upsetting me like that. I'm so there. Well, anything that yeah. upsets you is okay by me. So hilarious. Go Lemire. You know, Vince. <laughs> no, we got we to stop this little beef because people are going to think that we don't like each other. It's I know, you know, right? You guys are starting to sound like Mike and the Mad Dog. We have yeah. Twitter fights all the time. <laughs> going to wait for the breakup. People are just waiting for the breakup. I always yeah. clear the Twitter fight with Crystal before we do it. I'll, I'll direct message him and say, "Hey, you want to fight?" He's like, "Okay, we'll fight," and we do. <laughs> I have a thank you. Of course you do. Yes, I do. Mr. Kyle Nolan, aka Nice and Blue on our forum, ah, sent yes. me sent me some mini comics. Okay. Uh Brain Dead Phylum. He sent me Step Sequence number one and two, Brain Dead Phylum number one and two, and he sent me some beautifully illustrated original art cards that are okay. awesome. Um and an original page that he did not include for various reasons but he gave me the original art and uh, i love this guy's stuff he was he's in uh, low concept too and i i'm not going to spill the beans but i think i kind of gushed about his story um one week and uh, remember yes. yeah yeah so he's he's fantastic it draws a little bit between gary panter and matt brinkman it's amazingly detailed just loaded mm-hmm. with little tiny lines and uh it it's for me i, I love it very much and you can find his stuff at spaceloverobots.blogspot.com. Space Love Robots. It looks like Space Lover Obots, but it's not. Spaceloverobots.blogspot.com. He is fantastic. And they're mini comics. I think he charges like next to nothing for them. You got to get them. They're, they're amazingly well done. Nice. In, the indie underground art brute. And he, you know what he did? He actually illust- painted, he the, he painted the envelope. A oh, painting yeah. on the back of the envelope. Yeah, it's original art envelope. And he says, in the style of Gary Panner. I say, no, it's in the style of Kyle Nolan. And it's great. Uh, so so shoot this guy some love. He's really, really good. And he's a member of our forum, too. You can find this beautiful forum at... Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11oclockcomics.com. See, everybody can hear him. Isn't that amazing? It's fantastic. It's amazing that we finished, we fixed this problem with David's microphone. Yeah. Finally, we win. All right, let's talk some comics, bitches. What you been reading? Uh, Chris wants to go. We want to talk about um, maybe some of the, the San Diego happenings. Yes. All I have to say, Cable Reborn. That's all you need to know. Cable Reborn, Jeff Loeb, and Ed McGinnis. That's perfect. Oh, I mean, oh well, my God. I know you're excited, and that's cool. There might be a few other things from San did Diego. Did he really need to, I mean, like Reborn? Like, it, he's, he's, he's been he's away. He's gone for like a year. Uh, it, like I said, a month is, is long enough. We need Cable in the Marvel Universe. Best damn mutant by far? Come on. Messiah, oh wow. Freedom where, Fighter. Where, were, there, were there people uh, saying, you know, why... 
why Cable? Why not? Why not Nightcrawler? Why does he get to be reborn after that? Even it makes his it makes Cable's his sacrifice better. for hope so important. It does. Well, come on, don't go down that road because if you do, it's a dead end. I mean, everybody I comes you were back. We're going to talk about the really important news from that pocket of the I world, am. which is Deadpool finally has an arch nemesis. Well, that's cool too, but Cable reborn, evil Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> Good always loses. Evil always triumphs over good because good is dumb. <laughs> what have you done with Jason? <laughs> good is dumb. That's great. Now, Chris, what, 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 what's your your favorite? Um, no, I've, I I think that the uh, the IDW uh, artist editions are awesome, and I I can't wait to uh, uh, to start getting these. You know, I, I kind of I spent the whole weekend while everyone was off in San Diego. I, I spent the weekend going through my comic room and reorganizing things, and I got rid of like seven long boxes of of issues, and I'm, you know, just clearing out a bunch of stuff. And it's like started doing the math. It's like, you know what? I'm done with single issues. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm just done with them. What I could spend on single issues, or what I could spend and get something like the IDW Artist Edition, which is something that I'm really going to pour over. And and really invest a lot of time in excites me, especially whenever you start talking about Wally Wood and John Romita Jr. and Eisner. Um, what was the uh, di- what was the fourth one that they announced? Um, there's, oh, there's the Wally Wood. There's the John Romita Sr. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Eisner Spirit. Right. Oh shoot! Yeah, I lost it after Wally Wood. Everything after that, it just kind of went... That's the only one I'm definitely getting. And let me ask you a question. Why? Maybe It it may have something to do with reconstructing or cleaning up uh, the original boards when they scan them, but why is... Well, to a certain degree, they have to adjust it. I don't think think so. Why is the Wally Wood a hundred and a quarter and all the other ones are a hundred? Because it's Wally fucking Wood. And And it's less pages, too. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I'm totally guessing, Vince, because I don't, I don't know. But I'm guessing maybe the rights, right? They have to. I mean, each of these is is property of different different um, publishers. Yeah, it could so maybe be. there's just a rights. They have, they, have, they have to go to what the the gains gains estate for the for the Wally. Oh, I don't know how what, what kind of deals he secured if he did at all. Because right, uh, yeah, oh, I, th- no, I, I think I think that's that's that was really part of the reason why he uh, uh, did what he did was because a lot of his stuff was all wrapped up. Speaking speaking of the Gaines Estate, uh, another one of the announcements. That's that, the cool news. I you know I'm 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 waiting to see it because I'm still I'm still a little um, not upset at Jem or or the Jeppy Co or whatever the fuck you want to call it, but you know that's the one archive series, and we're talking about EC Comics. That's the one archive series that I told myself I was going to be vested in and started buying all of them. And so I've got all of the, the EC archives that, that Gem Publishing put out. Well, they stopped publishing them because of, because of you know, financial problems. And so now I've got like one-third of what would have been the complete EC archives. And Fanographics... Um, which I love, you know, Fanographics does amazing reprints. They do phenomenal uh, original work. I mean, Fanographics is one of the great publishers in the world for for comics. Well, they're gonna they're going to start 
republishing the uh, the the EC material, but they're doing it not they're not picking up the archives. They're they're going to do their own their own way, but they're doing it instead of say Weird Science or uh, Tales from the Crypt or or Two Fisted Tales or whatever. They're going to pick an artist and they're going to do collections of you know. Wally like Wood that. and Jack Davis, which is neat. It's very cool, but I, it sucks for me because I got thirteen fucking EC archives that are never going to be finished. See, the so. interesting thing is, I'm, I'm, I totally empathize with you, and I, I th- it's funny. I thought, as someone who collects a lot of hardcovers, when I saw this news, I thought exactly what you're getting at, which is like, man, I'm so glad I didn't go hell's bells buying these ECs. I have two of them. But I never, I stopped, you know, I just, I would never, I was never, I wasn't collecting them on Moss. And so for me, this is awesome because I would much rather have collections of specific uh, artists. I mean, I would love. You want to get a Jack Davis. Exactly. Collection. I want the Jack Davis. I want the Hollywood. But I, agree, I understand for you that, especially you people that have been collecting these ECs, it's like, wow, that's, that's kind of maddening. I can understand that. Totally. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, what? You know, whatever it is, like five hundred dollars vested in this shit, and and I'm as much as you know, it's not going to ruin my fucking life or anything. But at one, at <laughs> yes, one point, is. I, I yes, my life will be incomplete. But it, at one, at some point in my life, I wanted to have a complete EC library where you know, and 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 the bum the bummer about stuff <laughs> is that <laughs> what Georgia, um, you know. Uh, uh, Marta just came in, but the the bummer about it, and and a lot of EC aficionados will tell you this is that yeah, the first couple volumes of all of those all those series were great, but they didn't really get good. Like the best stuff isn't until what would have been in the later volumes. So you know, so I feel like I've got like a third of it, and probably not the best third. So so whatever. You know, sucks for you, dude. But I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Fantagraphics is doing them. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be really neat to have all of Davis's horror stuff in one. Volume. I know, dude. Yeah. I know. He was awesome. very reluctant to to work on the the more grisly stuff because that's that from what I've read that isn't really his personality. He would much rather do the you know the humorous stuff, but funny, he yeah. really excelled at horror. Oh, he was um, fantastic! Just look at the cover, of creepy number one. That is one of the most legendary covers ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. So, I, yeah, Davis is a, is a master in that. That uh, Who else? Are, they're going to do a Kurtzman War Stories one, of course. And uh, I think I read that there's... Um, I didn't read... Is there going to be a Graham Ingalls one? Because I'll be all over that. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah great I don't stuff. know if they announced... All of what they're going to do, but you know they did posit it like if there's demand, they'll they'll do bang, you know they'll they'll make they'll be plentiful. Cool. Yeah, because I tell you, I've been uh, I've been really uh, just just eating up all of the uh, the Jacques Tardy stuff that they've been doing, and I mean that's I mean that's you know Tardy's black and white stuff for the majority of it. If the attention to detail and packaging that Fanographics puts into that and most of the other stuff that they do into this, it, it's going to be awesome. It's just going to be hard for me to buy it, you know, some of it twice now. Sure, totally. And the uh, Fanographics book's going to be in color. Or are they going to be black and white? I, because uh, what, the what the Russ Cochran ones, what would I prefer? Jeez, uh, depends if I'm in a mood to recreate the original experience or if I want to look at the art. 
because the Russ Cochran books were all in black and white, and you could see every beautiful line, but they weren't really yeah. printed. Well, I mean, they were printed uh, in color. Um, what the new one? I mean, they they recolored them, but they did it with the same the same palette that uh, Marie Severn used on on a lot of that stuff. So, I, you know, I some people were upset about the recoloring, but for the for the most part i thought it was pretty pretty true to what the what the originals were i thought it was i thought it was done really really well yeah you're, you're right from what i've seen no i because i don't have any of those ec uh reprints i have the the russ cochran ones I, I so i didn't i didn't bother mm-hmm. it's they're great stuff and speaking of of uh archive editions uh fanographics like you said no expense spared. Look at the Peanuts uh, archives. They're they're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, they're but nice. Yeah. I've been scaring up the my missing volumes of the Crazy Cat uh, books from Fantagraphics. Oh. oh my God, I love that strip. The George Harriman was like one of the most unique, insane, warped, crazed creators of all time i mean the guy just did not work on the same wavelength as everybody around him that strip is just plain weird he invented his own friggin' language for the damn thing mm-hmm. have you ever anybody uh i know david has have either of you two read crazy cat no no i can't nope. say that oh um, it's it's I, I this is not hyperbole it's one of the greatest comic strips of all time you, you need you need to check it out i mean it's just one volume if you if you don't if it doesn't click with the one because it is very weird, and and it takes you a while to get into the way Crazy Cat speaks because he doesn't he he kind of speaks He's crazy. In, he speaks well, in I mean, bro, a broken English, but the words are spelled weird. Like and and. It you you almost have to sound it out sometimes just to find out what he's actually I would saying. That. No, the art's just superb. It's unbelievable. Oh, the art's awesome. I mean, it, 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 there was an award. Named after what uh, in in honor of, of the Ignatz. It was the Ignatz. Ignatz exactly. Award. So I, mean, I want to yeah, throw a brick at Chris's head because <laughs> I, I love him. There's a friend of mine, and uh, and I think his email is a uh, uh, brick tosser at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I, 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 that's what I've been reading. I've just been devouring this crazy cat stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe next week. Well, I'll let Chris Stop it with the beef, or I'm going to have to get all angry with you. What's the beef? <laughs> You're beefing with me. Stop beefing with me. I just threw like, a brick at your God, head. That means I like love you. Goddamn Julian. Oh, no. <laughs> like, well, he is right, though. Man. He is right oh, more often than not, he's though. He's not. Hey, so let's... All right, we did the thank yous. We talked about... The, are we done with San Diego? Do we have anything else from San Diego we want to talk about? It's, yeah, I mean, it's only the you know biggest goddamn convention in the in. Well, the you know, world. it is, but at the same time, I, I, don't know. I felt like for the second year in a row, the, uh, the, the news flow was relatively yeah. Yeah. meager. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's because of the... Um, I think it's just a, a byproduct of, of the way the market's evolved. You know, we have... Almost, just like with any kind of news, there's pretty much like a 24/7 news cycle, and so it just yeah. seems like they don't build they don't build around San Diego as much anymore as they used to. Um, well, and also, I mean, it, it, the, go ahead. The season never ends. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just exactly. Around. I mean, a little after San Diego would be kind of when things are wrapping up. But I mean, you guys should start in as early as January, and and things go on well into the fall. Yeah, and with well, um, it, I, I talked to a, a couple people, and they said it was a down year for just in in general yeah a couple interesting things i i mean for one it seems like the dc news 
it was such huge news, you know, a month before that it would have been very hard to to trump that. So it seemed like a lot of the buzz from what I gather from people that were there was around DC, but from our vantage point sitting at home, it didn't seem like much because we had already seen it all. So I guess, you know, a lot of their panels were showing off the artwork, having the creators out there talking about the new universe and the relaunch. But again, that was largely covered already in quite quite excruciating detail. Um, and then the other thing is, that, yeah, I did hear that um, it was a little more subdued in terms of people making money this year. I heard from a couple different people that either are vendors or were no vendors who said they uh, they didn't make a lot this year. Relative. Wow. How can you not make a lot at a show that boasts like... That's an expensive show to attend. That's what, Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. What, what's, does anyone know what it t- costs they, they, to... Well, well, no, th- think about it like this. It's it's probably the single most expensive booth that you're going to buy. Airfare to San Diego is not cheap. And all of the hotels out there, like, quadruple or quintuple their hotel costs. So, I mean, to go out, like, one person to go I, I started adding it up. For me to go to San Diego next year for even three days, not the full-on five to seven days that other people do... It's a couple grand. It is, easy, yeah, absolutely. Easy. And and that that's not eating out for every meal or even setting right. aside like like three or four hundred dollars for crap, you know, right. to buy you, not, you not going out drinking and, and buying buying loot. Uh but just yeah. Vince, I mean to um Ch- uh, Chuck Rosansky has been sending out emails each day from, from San Diego from Mile High. And his today was a wrap up, and he said, uh, and I have to give as much as I give Chuck grief. He's very, very open about his finances, which I, I do find interesting. He said that um, he it, he made seventy nine thousand dollars at San Diego, and basically broke even. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, th- think think about the booth space. <laughs> well, he's got to travel with all that crap. So right. I, mean, I know he's, he's saying, in Colorado, yeah. but yeah, it's it's he's yeah. he's, he's got to bring himself, and I think he has at least two or three other people he that come with him. They've got to put literally how many pallets of stuff that they bring from, mm-hmm. like you said, Colorado, and have to bring a lot of it back. Plus, he uh, buys a lot of stuff while he's there. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's what I was. Um, so you know, but he that's said crazy. that he, I guess, he basically sold as much as he sold last year, but it was. Excuse me. Actually, less profitable because um, last year he only brought trades and hardcovers with him. He didn't bring any comics. This year he brought comics, so he said he sold about eighteen thousand dollars worth of comics. So if you back that out on like trades and hardcovers, they they were down about twenty grand from the year before. But he offset that by selling back issues. Um, but it cost him more, obviously, to bring the, all of that extra stuff and ship it back. So his point was, is you know, it was net net. He was happy to have the comics because they made up for the for the lack of hardcover sales. And he said that the other thing that for him that made it at least break even is that last year, I guess, he bought uh, a couple like tens of thousands of dollars of uh, of new hardcover stuff uh, and trade stuff from Diamond, you know, from Diamond who had, I guess had inventory. And this year he chose not to do that. So, but yeah, I just thought it was fascinating. Like, so this guy's. I mean, granted, he's one of the bigger ones, but he spends eighty, basically eighty grand to, to to go out to the convention. I mean, that's I mean, talk, think about that kind of nut that you got to cover. That's that's, that's crazy. One, yeah. one of the uh, things that we're all robotic, Mister Roboto, Domo Arigato. Robotic man. Yeah, um, but no, I didn't see any other. I mean, I thought Marvel kind of 
whiffed. I mean, at least in terms of it didn't strike me as the big news was that they were doing day and date for Spider-Man 666 in the new X-Men books, which, you know. Yeah, starting <laughs> yeah, starting this week, yeah. Yeah, it just strikes me as, again, it's 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 one of those things of, you're, it's hard to, that news in and of itself is actually kind of cool, but in the backdrop of it coming a month after DC's doing every one of their books, it sort of feels a little less impactful. For, for, for a company that um, is so ready to jump on any press release or announcement and rip it to shreds, their, um, yeah, their, uh, their announcements out of, out of that show were pretty lackluster. I think but they didn't on the on the me. they didn't strike me as 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 Comic Con announcements, San Diego mm-hmm. Comic Con announcements. I mean, they they would have been fine at pretty much any other convention. I mean, yeah, cool. Okay, Villains for Hire, Hulk of Arabia. I mean, these were things that you know that weren't really. Oh my God, I can't believe this is what's coming from Marvel in 2012. Exactly. Yeah. Defenders. Yeah, Defenders. But again, at least. We've been through a couple of Defenders reboots at this right. point, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think the the and ironically the the only the only news in terms of potential new characters is they teased that uh, that uh, you have Marvel Man and Kid Marvel Man coming out of some facet of post fear itself Marvel, which is but that's that doesn't seem as exciting because last year their big announcement was Marvel Man, so it's like. <laughs> was that two years ago? <laughs> two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was two years yeah. ago. Yeah. So you know, but but on the flip side, I think from uh, the weekend news that Marvel's the big winner because I'm hearing nothing but um, stellar news about uh, Captain America. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's 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 all. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to get out Same on here. Friday. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I uh, I went this weekend with the boys, and uh, it was terrific, and it was perfectly family friendly. You know, there was no, um, it was totally appropriate for them. You know, they're six and eight, and it was it was great. Um, I thought Chris Evans was, you know, funny. He was totally believable as, as Cap. Um, I uh, I got to give them mad props on the CGI. The the um, I mean, I know you you, you yeah. can see it in the previews, but the, it looks, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, I I I, I don't know. It looks he, like he DJ just, Qualls. He goes from DJ yeah, exactly. Qualls to, yeah, you know, it's 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 water. unbelievable. It's yep, it's unbelievable. And uh, uh, yeah, for the most part, the acting was really good. Um, I I really dug. You know, the thing that's cool about Marvel with these movies is they're kind of creating their own continuity. It's not the six one six continuity, but there's nods to for those of us that care, but they're willing to take pretty big departures to sort of streamline it, and they did that here. I mean, you know, um, Red Please. Skull was a, a Nazi, um, worked for Hitler, then he goes out on his own. Um, so like they played with his origin a little bit beyond that, um, but it all made sense. You know, it, it actually in a superhero sort of way it made sense, um, and they tied it into Thor a little bit. Um, I won't give away how, but they they do. Um, Arnim Zola's in it, and I think I mentioned on the forums, <laughs> the coolest thing is when you're introduced to Arnim Zola, you just, the screen shows just him looking through a giant magnifying glass, and you see his face. So it looks That's just awesome. Like, yeah, look, you know, and it's, I mean, it's just those little things that, that are geek out moments that, uh, that, that just serve to show the little, that they really care about those little finer points was terrific. He is, he is one of my all-time favorite bad guys. What an <laughs> so awesome story. character design. Uh, Jason, Beware as, the TV set. As <laughs> far as uh, com- comparing it, not just to Marvel Studios films, but mm-hmm. Marvel 
films, Marvel superhero films as a whole, going you know Ghost Rider and 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 Spidey and X Men. How does it? How does Captain America fare against those two groups? Um. Well, certainly it's. Uh, I think it, it's a much different film than than Thor in that it's. Although I I think they had relatively similar budgets, this by the nature of the material feels a little less grandiose, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought it was probably overall a better, better movie. story. You know, there there was a little bit. You know, there wasn't. I think Thor. There were moments of Thor which were weren't so much story driven as much as spectacle driven, which is fine. You know, it's the kind of movie it was. But but this I thought was a much more cohesive story, um, and I thought overall the acting was a smidge better. So I would put it right. I mean, it's it's always tough because sometimes I feel like the last one I saw is the one that I like the most. But I certainly think it's as good as uh, it's as good as 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 the first Iron Man. It's as good as um, you know the, maybe the 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 second Spidey. I mean, I, I probably maybe because that first Spidey was still so shockingly cool because it was right. newer. That still probably holds up for me, and, and probably X Men too, just because I'm such an X Men fan. But this is right up there. I mean, I can't say that I, I can't tell you that I feel like it's materially better than the other uh, current Marvel Studios movies. But I do think it's definitely better than Iron Man two, and certainly right on par with 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 Thor and and, and Iron Man. Um, you okay. know, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I just uh, I, I thought it was it was it was great. And the thing that, that I thought was I actually like this. There, there were a few of those corny haha moments that they seem compelled to put in, but it felt to me like there were a few less than have been typical of the other Marvel Studios films, and I thought it made it for a more a more impactful movie as a result. Um, and the Howling Commandos were awesome because I didn't really pay much attention to the to any pre movie hype on this one, so I didn't even really know who what kind of other people were going to be in it. And the Howling Commandos I thought were great. I mean, they were terrific. So, just tell me Logan's not in it. No, no. Thank he's God. Why? Obviously, though, that was really, really cool. That was one of my. That was one of my favorite parts of the uh, the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Uh, the Me Captain America. Huh? Was it? Was Episode? that? Yes. Oh when, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when Logan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan, Howling Commando. I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, well, and, and the cartoon, fine, but I think I think maybe Vince is a little, you know, you don't need Hugh Jackman in every Marvel yeah. related movie. Who says it has to be Hugh Jackman? Oh come on, freaking Logan! Oh, well, Give him a rest. Give him a rest already. Wolverine does not have to be in everything. Stop being such a wet fucking blanket, man. What's oh, wrong? Oh my! Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, you, one stop of the, hating fun. One of the things that I really am excited about out of San Diego was the announcement, and Chris is going to laugh. The announcement that Howard Chaykin's going back to Black Kiss. I can't wait for this. Why would I laugh? Because whenever I say Chaykin, you grumble and it's like ah. No, 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 no. I am not. I am not the Chaykin grumbler. But anyway, the 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 original series, I love it. It's one of my favorite books ever, and I just hope that they do. Yes, they do two things: polybag it, and I hope Howie does it in black and white. Because he he has yeah. a he has a tendency to go willy nilly with the friggin' color and the patterns and everything. Just mm-hmm. do it do it traditional. Do it black and white, and get um, Ken Brusenak back. Oh yes. And make sure there's a couple scenes with a phone ringing. Then it'll be then it'll be perfect. Yeah. And I, I love Shaken, by the way. So I don't. I know, know you do. That's why I said it. Because whenever I say Shaken, it's probably 
somewhat derogatory, and then you get all upset. So I'm giving Jake and props oh, here. The, yeah, okay. And I can't because I can't wait for it. And uh, the complete Zap comics. Oh, that, I'm all that, over that. Yeah, that that thread, dude. That news item thread I made just for you. Thank you, David, my buddy. Yeah, Zap. I I will. I cannot wait to see the solicit for that for that book. I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat expensive, but so what? I'm going to pay yeah. it. Zap? Yeah. You know, at, at this point, I would rather spend more for really awesome stuff That's than truth. spend a lot of little on stuff. You're you right. Know what I mean? You're right. I agree it's... with you completely. <sighs> See? See? We, we found it. Right and, and you know what? Today. So now I'm going to give you something else to be happy about, because I want to talk about one of the comics I managed to read over the weekend. And it features... One of Chris Neesman's favorite. You finally read Queen and Country. Oh my God, no! One of Chris's <laughs> favorite young youngins, because he hasn't been in the business all that long. But Chris just loves him, and it's Nathan Fox. Ah, yes. I read Creepy Number Six from Dark Horse. Oh, and yeah, I haven't dove into that yet. And uh, lurking behind. An exquisite cover by Jason Sershawn Alexander. It's a, it's actually reflects the content. He illustrates this maniacal clown and, uh, with a hatchet who has just decapitated someone, but he's holding the head down low so you can't see the severed neck and it makes it even creepier. Appropriately enough, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the comic opens up with a story by Mojo storyteller Joe R. Lansdale, who I love, did the, uh, the drive-in series. He's the brains behind Bubba Hotep. Uh, oh, yeah. I um, love that movie. Me Gotta too. love that movie. My pecker. Uh, he did <laughs> On the Far Side with Dead Folks with Tim Truman. He did Pigeons from Hell. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. Okay, yeah, with yeah. Nathan, Nathan yeah, Fox. Yeah, with Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, and this is illustrated by Nathan Fox, and this story is um, it's awesome. It's it's a nasty little tale of, uh, called uh, let's see, mine. It's a uh, set in the old west, and the story focuses on this frontier dentist named Jim Johnson, who uh, uh, garnered a reputation as a uh, a real greedy person to the extreme where they called him Greedy Johnson. Uh, and his post-mortem efforts to retrieve that which has been stolen from his corpse. It's really cool. You get this guy riding the plains or the, the desert, and he, he stumbles upon a dead body. So he thinks, hey, brother, you're dead. I'm just going to relieve you of anything of value. Takes uh, a pocket call watch. That coming up on loot, by the way. Yeah, come, he comes up on some loot. He takes his pocket watch, his his ornate boots. He takes his socks, and then the, the, the corpse is not having any of it and just gets up and starts chasing him. Uh, one part's really neat. He He, he manages to get to the point where he can actually grab the rider on the horse and he pulls him back and when he does the guy has his six shooter in his hand and he plugs his horse in the head and kills his own horse and so the zombie gets on the horse and the horse turns into a horse zombie nice, <laughs> nice. so it's a zombie riding a friggin horse it's really cool and and it's illustrated by nathan fox so you know it's friggin spectacular this this kid I, awesome. en I envy him so much. The shit he can do with a brush is just unbelievable. And uh, it looks like, I want to say he lettered it too. 
mm-hmm. because it has that trademark um, Nathan Fox uh, dialogue balloon style, much like Paul Pope, um, kind of, but it's just exquisite. It's in black and white, and it's a lot of fun, and it has that uh, ironic Joe R. Lansdale unfeel-good ending. <laughs> it's really <laughs> cool. Um Next up, you got Jason Sean Alexander, who we've seen in previous uh, issues of Creepy, and writer Christopher A. Taylor weave a disturbing tale of a clown. It's the story from the front cover, uh, who thinks he's handpicked by God to protect the children of what he uh, deems to be demon-possessed parents. See, the Lord, or whatever... Uh, bestows upon the clown this power to to see. He gives him the power of sight. And, and he can look in a crowd of people and detect which people are possessed by demons because he actually sees these disgusting, evil, slug-looking, Lovecraftian demons just oozing from their, their, their collars. It's really w- well illustrated. And um, so what he does is he's a clown he does birthday parties he scopes out the area and if he notices any parents that meet his criteria and it doesn't matter if they're you know abusive or not to their children he will take them out and uh, this details one night in the clouds little escapades where he tries to remove some uh, a parent and he gets a little bit more than he bargained for it's a really cool story nice uh, i got to give it up to dark horse for this creepy revival, I, you know me, I love creepy. It's probably my all-time favorite uh, comic magazine slash comic book, and they they had a lot to live up to in in my estimation. And you know, let's be honest, they're not surpassing the original creepy, but they're coming pretty damn close with this this new thing. You know, it's it's I bought I. We talked about that first issue, and even you had admitted it was it didn't get off to the most rock and start. Right. I feel like, yeah. yeah, it seems like every issue since you've gushed about. So I, I, uh, I, I got to get back on that bandwagon because I dropped it after the first one and haven't come back. It's, it's tight. It's mm-hmm. it's really sharp. Um, next story is more along the lines of um, the kind of sci-fi tinged chills one would find in uh, eerie. The Warren's Companion magazine to Creepy. It's um, called The Wreck by writer Alice Henderson and artist Kevin Ferrara. This guy did Deadlander and Dead Rider for Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen him. But it's really a beautifully penciled and painted tale of a a steam locomotive that runs off the rails in in more ways than one. And it has a a nice little sci-fi left field uh, vibe to it that that like I said, that's the kind of stuff you would see in Erie back in the day. Creepy had the more traditional horror stories. Erie had the continuing characters, and they they infused a lot of their tales with with um, um, not insubstantial sci-fi undercurrent. I mean, a lot of their character, a lot of the stories were just straight out sci-fi, but it worked. So next up, you get a a warm and fuzzy, loathsome lore. Short, focusing on the women in Adolf Hitler's life, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, including his niece. Uh, I think her name was Jelly Rabal. Rabal, Jelly Rabal. Uh, there's a look at famed filmmaker of the stunning triumph of the will, Lenny Riefenstahl. Uh, 
there's Frau Ilse Koch. Now, I love exploitation films. And this woman was the despicable dame that was the inspiration for Diane Thorne's famous Nazi butcheress, Ilse She-Wolf of the SS. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's nasty. And um, a little bit of... Uh, exploitation film lore the credits of the original film list the producer as herman traeger but it's not herman traeger it's, it's david f friedman the great david f friedman and he didn't want his name associated with the film so he um after the fact had his name changed for the credits isn't that cool but anyway mm -hmm. uh, yeah well i i love david friedman and will will pfeiffer's going yes Yes, he's probably the only one. Um, there's also Ava Braun is in here, Magda Goebbels, and Hitler's main bitch, his faithful dog, Blondie. It's like a two, nah. three-page look at, at the women in Hitler's life. Each woman gets about a panel, but it's really nicely drawn by uh, Gary Brown, and written by Dan Braun and Craig Hafner. It's cool. It opens up with... I guess there was some kind of sadomasochistic relationship between Hitler and his niece. It shows Hitler on a couch in a wife beater, and he's he's spanking his nie niece's ass, and there's a swastika tattooed to her ass. <laughs> like, he branded her. Uh, rounding out the issue, you get a, an absolutely fantastic tale penned by one of the true greats, Archie Goodwin, and drawn by some young gun named Neil Adams. <laughs> nice. But uh, apparently Dark Horse is not adverse to cross-pollinating because this is not a creepy story. This is originally appeared in Eerie. But it's written by Archie Goodwin and drawn by Neil Adams. So who the hell's going to complain? Nobody, right? Nobody. Uh, and you Nobody. got a inside back cover, you got a corpse power uh text piece which features a tongue-in-cheek interview with Bud Lewis, Warren Mainstay. This dude created the spook Hunter, Dax the Damned, Child, Coffin, the Goblin, El Cid, all of which were eerie characters, by the way. So, you know, I'm not going to split dead hairs, but again, they, they're, they're doing like, it's almost like a, a, a revival within a revival, which is not a bad thing when you're talking eerie and creepy. Uh, I can't endorse uh, Dark Horse's Creepy strongly enough. It's just really good stuff. At $4.99, for, uh, for what is it, 48 Really heavy, thick uh, stock pages, uh, black and white. It's just a great value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really it, it turned a corner around issue three or so, and it's like, yep, they they've got it right. Not yeah. that 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 the first two issues were bad, but no. you're always kind of tentative about something like that, and, especially when it's creepy. Um, well, you know, okay. Well, I'm th there's the problem is that you've got a lot of the people that are buying it. Because it's creepy, and people, honestly, Vince, like you, that love that book so much, that's yeah. you know, so much of of how they look at comics and read comics is is based on on what you know the creepy and eerie comics uh, of the seventies were were like, and so that's that's a huge. Uh, it, it's a huge level to try and, and live up to, especially whenever you're looking at nostalgia, because nostalgia is always better than the actual real thing. And on you know, and and then there's the other side of it. It's like they have to try and appeal to new readers, and it's that is that's a really tough thing. And I don't know how many new readers they're getting, but the the quality of the product is good. I enjoy reading them. It's, I'm just uh, I'm just grateful for every new issue. Yeah, and their covers are awesome. 
Yeah, cover. they are. Yeah. It, it's really cool. In the uh, the Bud Lewis interview, he you know makes no bones about it. He basically calls Jim Warren a douche, and then you know everyone who knows him basically said the same thing. Jim Warren was is is not a very nice person. Uh, and that and that's the legend, you know, vain, vindictive, egotistical, uh, fiery temper. They all say the same thing, so it must be true, right? I don't think there's a vendetta against Jim Warren if it didn't if he didn't warrant it. See what I did? <laughs> I'm so creative. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I I just adore this creepy. This new creepy's great. Dark Horse, check it out. Bam. Take it away. Take it away. Warren, Warren G, regulate. Vince <laughs> uh, uh, made it funny. Yeah. Took you a while. Maybe because it wasn't funny, Vince. Come on, pick up the yeah, slack. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't <laughs> gonna say it. Um, it was really hard for me to um, um, to plug in the Skype and talk with you guys tonight. You know why? You were drunk. <laughs> well, besides that. Uh, um, <laughs> Why? Because you were reading something in which you were completely enthralled. I wanted to, and I want to hang up with you schmoes right now so I can go back to read it. Um, I guess it, this is this should be my um, In Your Travels, and it probably will be, but fucking 1969 came out today. Oh, to I know. Stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just got to oh, I want to read it so bad. Um, yeah, so League, League 1969 came out. I can't wait to jump into it. Cover so, fantastic, and, and, and I bought Jason's uh, Christmas present today. Oh, nice! <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, it's Which, it's, it's July. Hey, I man, know. It's I it's ahead. Baby. Vince, when you see something, you just gotta grab it because you never know. I put a lot of thought into this shit, Vince. Where'd you get it at Borders? No, Borders. Where'd you get them? If, if Jason does enough research, he'll he'll be able to put two and two together. But oh, I won't. Well, he is good with numbers. Yes, he is. Yes, True. he is. Mm-hmm. So I already what got Dave's Christmas present. The only person I have left to shop for is Vince. No, you're getting again this year. I gotta go to another coal mine for you, my friend. <laughs> getting another creepy archives this year. <laughs> All right. I have. I have. No, number, you're not. I'm not looking at it right now. I've got number one. And the one that you got me. So you which, you you realize that creepy archive ten just I, came out, right? I've got one and five <laughs> and eerie and eerie number one uh, and eerie DC archives. Jesus, <laughs> you gotta let it go. I Let's have see. I I have yet to read <laughs> anything from League League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What? Wow, really? Yeah, what, really. No. What? I have wow. yet to read anything titled League of Extraordinary. I'm genuinely like that's, that's crazy. That's genuinely you, know, really? you know what my favorite comic book of all time is? Of all time? Of all time. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> it is my it, no shit. It is my it is my favorite comic of all time. That's wow. That, that is that is my my desert island disc right there i like it i mean i, mean, I love it because it's alan moore but so when you say favorite of all time obviously that's what you mean so you would rather yeah. have league than say from hell or or, or yeah. watchman wow christopher or, or dark knight turns or, 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 or in the sewer or let me Wolverine ask you a com com yeah. completely Frank honest Hill question yeah did you like the black dossier 
Yeah, a lot. I, th- I think that's the best one. Yeah, I, it's fantastic. It's it's the um, it, it's it's so layered. It's got so it's just a huge information dump and yeah. it's something that you have to i mean you can't read that whenever it's like sleepy night night time oh no no you're right no, it's um and that's what i love about i i think i think league is is alan moore at his absolute best it's it's so rooted in in just um uh, massive amounts of of literature and history, but it's with Alan Moore's twist on stuff. It's it, it is my favorite comic of all time. Look at you! That's great. Wow, that's yeah. Some, that's yeah, big. Props. Kevin O'Neill is a fucking monster. Oh, he is. I mean, yeah, he was sure. Kevin oh, O'Neill. Yeah. He was great from day one. I'm rereading yeah. the uh, Nemesis, the Warlock. Archives. Oh, yeah. uh, he, his stuff is ph- phenomenal. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard this many, many times that Kevin O'Neill was the only artist who was blacklisted at DC because of his style was too disturbing. I've heard that too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be true, but whatever. He should be. Uh, he should be cutting some fucking blackest night checks right now. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that the story? That's the story that That's, Black yeah, Knight came much. out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, Alan Moore, yeah, uh, the Green Lantern oh, tales. Legends. It was Alan yeah. Moore and Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. right. So when you're just a hired appa- hand, you know, apparently disturbing enough to inspire someone to do like the biggest event in company history. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Crisis was their biggest event, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first the first crisis. The first crisis. Yeah, no, I'm, talking, I'm talking sales wise. Well, probably sales wise, it was probably bigger, but yeah. <laughs> yeah Consider you know, twenty right. years ago, it's uh, comics that didn't sell a hundred thousand were getting axed, but they're still chugging it was, along, it, though. It was, a, it was a big deal. Is all I'm trying to say. It here. was a big deal. I'm not picking on you. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> so you're walking on <laughs> eggs now. sensitive today. <laughs> Packed, packed it up, and you know I'm getting rid of like seven long boxes of stuff. Now, and what's in every, there? Uh, every Blackest Night and Blackest Night tie-in uh, <laughs> is in there. Uh, Vince, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cry a little bit. I probably I'm, will. I'm letting go of the Witchblade. <gasps> what, what do you issues? What do you have up to the first? You have the first hundred. First hundred issues, yeah. What you get? You selling them to Mark? Yeah. Uh, I've got I've got the compendiums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just so, wondering if I if I should uh, jump in, but nah. I've got um, fables five through seventy five. Um, uh, the entire run of uh, that was some good. Man. Speaking of fables, nothing, but that was an interesting little bit of news that came out of San Diego. New uh, yeah, fables. fables yeah, I don't. I, I'm in, of course, because it's fables. But I don't know. I mean. I say this all the time when something spins out. Why can't those stories be just told in the main thing and just let it give it another, you know, five years of life? But well, whatever. I just look at it like the uh, the, the two Cinderella uh, minis have been terrific. Sure. So, you know, if it's along that vein, then I'm all for it. Completely under uh, unrelated. Where the hell is the second issue of that American Vampire spinoff? It, I, I bought you number one. I, yeah, I haven't seen number two. What, what the frig is the deal? Um, is it my monthly? No. Oh, is it? I'm pretty is sure it, I have. I'm asking. It's your number two know. sitting in my pile right here. Well, when really? When did the hell? I got to check. Out? I'm pretty sure it came out. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. Oh, well. Maybe I missed yeah, it. I, I was talking while, while Chris was doing this with his books. He uh, he gave me a call because of something that was going on on Twitter. And um, <laughs> and, and so, so while, while he and I were... Don't you talk about Vince Coletta that way. <laughs> Love you, he was a peach of a fucking man, David. <laughs> was, uh, he got the best hookers in the business. Um, there was uh, <laughs> while, while, while Chris was talking to me, it you know, it, I came to realize that I'm I'm becoming um, I'm I'm cutting back immensely on on my single issues. It's basically Sweet Tooth, Sixth Gun, uh, Butcher Baker. Uh, a couple other things here and there, but for the most part, it's, it's getting it's it's getting right. It's getting to the point where um, I don't need. It's the story. I mean, it was always the story that was important, but it's not. It's always it's been how so much. Hell. It's, it's, it's it's always been how too. Yeah, you know. So, but it's it's not. Uh, it doesn't. I, I except for some some maybe important works or or important to me anyway of, of, of sentimental value i don't really care as much these days about first printings or, or about uh mm-hmm. original format you know if i can read the story and if that if that's in paper if that's digitally it, it really at this point in my life it kind of doesn't matter anymore as long as i can read what's going on i i, I seem to be okay i'm, I'm Moving myself to that mindset, so I, I can I can get behind what Chris is doing with you know all the Blackest Night stuff and all you know a couple of years ago it would have been like damn do I really want to get rid of like the first hundred issues of which and because you I, I dwell on you know what I went through to get those hundred issues mm-hmm. and and it's a pretty it's a pretty big chunk and and it's a nice accomplishment I guess if you want to call it that to say that here's the first hundred <laughs> issues but um, you know what. He read the stories. He's got the stories in another format, so it's it's okay to you know I guess let it go, and and that's yeah. That's, so I'm, I'm getting just keep, well, keep the issues. That conclusion is 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 interesting because I think that kind of makes it four for four that have kind of come around to that now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in the since we started doing the show, Vince has gotten rid of a humongous component of his single issue mm-hmm. collection. Truth. Uh, Chris is doing it. You're you're getting it, and, and I have recently, as you know, come to that same conclusion. I mean, I I'm at the point where I have these long boxes just sitting in my in my storage room, thinking to myself, like, I would get rid of them tomorrow if I had an easy way to do it. Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. It's it, you know, it's almost like I I really don't even. The thought of getting even now, I mean, the, the, I think of how many single issues I get a month from from DCBS, and it's it's just staggering. It, you yeah. know, it, it's just uh, well, keep them till winter because when the dollar bottoms out, you're going to need something to heat the house. So <laughs> you, you'll have a lot of fuel. No, don't worry about it. When the power goes out, he won't be able to get into his house. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but Chris, I, I, I'm totally with so you. Prepared for the zombie uh, apocalypse on the single issues like you said i would r- much rather for my monthly budget say i have i mean i'm probably low end compared to to most of us here if i have let's say 150 dollars to spend with dcbs discount i would much rather get a creepy archives and image and nothing else but i'm not i'm not like i said I'm, i'll never stop getting the image single issues because you got to support but um the collected editions are just more joy in it to me than 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 just single issues. 
Yeah. Put it, put it on the bookshelf, read it in bed, take it in. Well, I don't read on the pot. That's just something I don't do. But if you wanted to, <laughs> you could take it into the bathroom with you. It's just much easier. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, take this DC relaunch as a perfect example. So as I mentioned last week, I'm going to go all digital. Now, what I'm sure that will do is that will make me probably far more likely to uh, jump in and out of the series. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because you you, you're not tied. Whereas yeah, if you I had mean, a physical paper thing... You're bound. Absolutely. To a extent. I mean, I told you. I think I had over two long boxes worth of unread regime single issues sitting in my that I organized last week. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, I, there's at least. I mean, I didn't actually offhand I didn't count this specifically, but I'm I'm sure up there there's at least ten different ongoing series that I have at least ten to twelve unread issues of. That's, and that's crazy. right, and that's the other thing because you have. I mean, we 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 pre-order with DCBS. You have you have three months now. We buy the first yeah. three issues on paper. Exactly. We don't exactly. know what the first issue is going to look like. Jason reads it digitally. He he'll know whether or not he wants to buy the second or third. Yeah, issue. precisely. He's not exactly. locked in. So yep. yeah, but I don't know if you've noticed it in yourself, Jason, but you have made, and it wasn't very gradual. You have made a a direct move towards the more indie stuff. In, in, at least in what you talk about on the show. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Then, yes, then, yes. Then, uh, yeah, uh, that's I mean, true. Although, I, I mean, I, um, I, I do talk about that stuff on the show more. Although, to be fair, I, I would say that I mean, I'm well. My my latest order is way down, but but typically of uh, the last year or two, my order from DCVS would be probably seventy to eighty single issues, and I would say at least. I mean, at least 50 of those are Marvel and DC. I mean, so, you know, it's not like... Yeah. So it, it was just what was floating your boat. You still bought the other stuff. That's right. Well, that's why there's so many titles sitting up in my, in my, or in my man cave right now that, have, uh, <laughs> that I haven't read in a year. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I'm buying them. But, like, that's what I was saying. Between, like, Captain America, Thunderbolts, uh, uh, Unwritten, um, the, uh, Thor, uh, uh, I could go on and on. These titles that I just keep ordering, like a robot, from and you know, and you know they're good, right? Exactly. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. not like like the last issues I read weren't disappointing, so I keep thinking, oh, I want to keep up with this. But then I'm like, it's been a year. Like if 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 in a year of comics and the how many they've put out two trades since, I, since like, I stopped reading single issues. Wasn't that important enough for me in a year? Then like, why do I? And it's that it's still that little party is the collector party that's like, oh, I can't stop the run. Because it's going to yeah. be, I'm going to, I'm going to stop right when it gets awesome, yeah. and then I'm going to catch up. Yeah. Like, I'll oh. tell you though, when you make the break, it gets easier. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, ne- I never thought I would be able to not order a Vampirella book, but the, this Scarlet <laughs> Legion thing, I just said I, I'm not having it, and and I didn't, and and at first, I, 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 it took everything for me not to jump back on, edit, open my order for edit, and add it to my order because it's only two bucks and two fifty or something after discount, but even that's. It's too much. And, and so I made the break, and it's like, all right, I can do this. It's like self-help. You know, you yeah. got to talk yourself oh, through you're it. You're totally right in it. And, and, and again, it is, it is self-help because we are, at the end of the day, we like to justify it. And, but but you know, there, there is a little bit – if there's a spectrum of, of, of obsessive compulsion or hoarding or whatever, I, I, would, I would hasten to say that, that those of us like the four of us and many of us that we know that are – like lifetime comic book collectors. I mean, there's a there's we may be very narrow on the spectrum, but we're on that spectrum of compulsion, yeah. you know. Um and and I think about like I I was able to I won't I can do that with DC in a heartbeat. I've been able to do it with lots of other things, but like there's cert, like I can't not order an X book. Like I I can't like <laughs> I still I mean Jason, I still order Jason. Jason. Yeah. 
we're going to have to have an intervention here. <laughs> well, no, no. What I'm saying is this is the first DCB. Like, this is the first time that I did not pre-order, a, in this case, it's X-Men Legacy, which which is effectively, you know, adjectiveless. I, this is the first time that I won't have bought that. And however, I mean, you're talking about what's it? The, I don't know how many the years. 90s. Yeah, it's so right. right. So that's, right before be, Jim Lee went to Image. So yeah, yeah, this will be the first time I'm not pre-ordering that book. <laughs> In, in its form, and it's, I don't, you know, we'll see if it bothers me. If it bothers me, I'll be at New York Comic Con <laughs> buying the single issues to catch up, but, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, it's been a long time since I felt like a, a, a compulsion to read that title, but yet I keep well, buying it, you know? It'll, yeah. it'll be easy for me to stop getting X-Men if if if, uh, if Cyclops isn't in it as much with <laughs> schism, so, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's hey, really- I, I made a hard decision. I'm, after after the Fury is wrapped up here in one issue, uh, that's the other thing that's in these seven long boxes is is damn near a complete run of everything BPRD and almost every Hellboy issue from the last ten years. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm I'm looking at the my BPRD omnibus and the four uh, uh, Hellboy deluxe editions from from Dark Horse, which are beautiful. And that's how I want to read that. It's like yeah. you know what. I'm never going to read these in single issues ever again. So why am I keeping hold of them? Right. So. Yeah, even, but even some... if you do... Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, I was just going to say because even if I mean we're, we're talking about how it's great to pull a trade or a collection off, off the shelf and and sit down with a nice hardcover and read that, and you know you could do the same thing. I I could do that with you know the the first six issues of of the six gun and that's one of the books that i'll get keep getting in singles but if i want to read an arc i, I gotta you know scrounge together however many of the issues there are and and sit down and, and read those issue after issue and god forbid they're bagged and boarded because then you gotta take everything out but it's it's just do i want to like grab a bunch of single issues and sit down and read or do i want to grab a hardcover off the shelf yeah. yeah. No, con- no contest. But the the good thing about it is that we live in an era. We sound like I sound like an old fart when I say that, but I don't really care. We <laughs> we we we, we, li- we live in an shut up. We live in an era <laughs> where you can go to the shelf and pick up the DN Agents archives or the complete yes. normal man. You know, yeah. like they they are reprinting shit that I never thought would be reprinted. Yeah. Read Fleming. What? Read Fleming. Yeah, world's tough as milkman in a hardcover deluxe oversized format too. So it's a great time for this this archival stuff. But it is. It gets weird. Like I will save the goofiest shit just because of what it is. Like I have in my hands a CD-ROM mm, from from Voyager, and it's it's a boxed CD-ROM of the complete Art Spiegelman's mouse. Mm-hmm. Now I can't I can't run it. Because it was created in in uh, with that hypercard stack thing that they, they used to do. Uh, get, listen to the system requirements: a Macintosh with 25 megahertz 68030 processor, five megs of system RAM, a 13-inch color monitor, or and a CD CD-ROM drive. Double speed recommended. Double speed. It's yeah. It's, 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 why am Why am I holding on to this? Because it's mouse, you know. The cover and, art, yeah. Yeah, the cover art, and that—that's about it. But I mean, I have goofy Flea shit. Flea market that shit. No, I can't get rid of this. It's—it's it's Spiegelman. I got to keep it. You what? You don't have it in printed edition? I do. No, but it's—it's it's just. But I have the CD-ROM too. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> By the way, you—you you made me think of something. Mm. I it 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 just kind of circling back to San Diego for a second. The one thing we didn't talk about, which is actually probably the thing I I 
smiled the most at when I saw was was the Eisner Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I really agreed with some stuff, and there are some obvious things that I thought were fucking bullshit. But uh, oh. oh, care to elaborate or no? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Spirit of Retailing Award. Oh yeah. Okay. Tel Aviv, really? Well, have you, have you seen that? Have you seen that store? Because it's not America. Yeah, yeah. It's about <laughs> the size of my bedroom. <laughs> that makes it a bad store. You know what would make it even worse if Tel Aviv was populated by Japanese? Then you'd totally hate that country. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, well, so, so for people I, playing I, I, at I, home, uh, <laughs> as 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 some of you may know, Chris is good friends with Patrick and Dal, who own Challengers, which is now True. two years in a row been basically the runner-up. Yeah, it's two years has been hosed because in I've been I've been to comic shops on on both coast and a lot in the middle and and it's <laughs> uh, are too funny and and you guys know um and challengers is an awesome store now i have not been to comics and vegetables in <laughs> israel is that the name of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you uh, shitting me no no that's it no that's no, awesome <laughs> I, I, yeah I see. I see how hard those guys at Challengers work to make that not not a good store, but a great store, and do exactly what this industry needs as far as building community, uh, catering to um, all forms of comics, from manga to indie to mainstream to small press to pushing um, the the art aspect of comics and above and beyond that being awesome retailers and I you know I've been to Midtown it's a really cool store in in Manhattan it's it's not it's not challengers and I don't live I don't live in New York you know I I haven't been to some of the other spirit of retailing award winners but I can't imagine a store being as on top of the ball as Challengers is, and for them to not win that award, I was, I was, I was upset. As as happy as I was for some friends that that won Eisner's, uh, that is the one thing that I was I was the most interested in because I know how hard Patrick and Dal work on making that the best store, not in the country but in the world, and I felt like they. They needed to give that award to uh, a store outside of North America to, I guess, lend credibility to the worldwide aspect of it, is what I feel. I've never been to Comics and Vegetables. I probably won't get to Tel Aviv anytime soon, but I, I, I have a hard time believing that it's a better store than, than Challengers right. is. N- not to make light of your... Uh praise for challengers because it is a great store but i heard uh comics and vegetables are very uh adept at catering as well <laughs> apparently they got the cake right there yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm well, just sinking them tonight yeah, I, <laughs> I was i honestly i was upset about it and i ranted on on the eisners before and that's i mean that's one of the things i i I think that they should widen 
the committee a little bit because I think that you can get a couple people, and I'm not saying this is the case. I think you get a couple people with an agenda, and they can swing a vote. And, oh, sure. And, and 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 really get outside of of the objective and and get to you know subjective uh, agendas. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but I I would that's what I think happened. So and I think it's bullshit. <laughs> You're funny. No, I no, I, like, I love it when you get all fired up. Are they important or are they not? And I know from a retail perspective that that Eisner, that winning an Eisner is not necessarily the the biggest retail you know boon in the world, but from a prestige standpoint, it's a big deal. And it is. I, a, a store that I'm very fond of that I think is has done everything, and I mean everything that a really good brick and mortar retailer should do it's they should win it's i've i've been to a lot of great stores in this country it's the best one that i know and i think you're having been to challengers many a couple times at least i I, it's an awesome store and those guys are great but i do think i mean i don't think we can gloss over what you what you the other little part of what we're talking about here is that you have not been to comics and vegetables so i mean i I don't you know i'm just looking at pictures i would like to know how how many people on on that i would like to know how many people on that committee have actually been to that store but that's not how it works i know that's not how it works the the stores submit videos fair right the stores submit videos so maybe they have a better video well, I mean, again, you're talking about there's thousands. I mean, it, just because I think it's an ama- amazing accomplishment that Challengers has been a finalist two years in a row. I mean, that's a testament to how awesome a story I, it they is. are. They are. They're starting to be the Susan Lucci of comic book stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. It's just I, I hate. This is why I hate award shows because they're so flawed. Because it basically comes down to people's opinions, and I think. That a lot of those people are given are given a heightened sense of credibility, where maybe it's not as warranted as as you would expect it to be. And I feel that same fucking way. You're speaking about the opinion based on a story that you have a personal affinity for. Again, you're not being. You're not being remotely objective here, so no, absolutely not. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, sta- I'm stating my opinion right. as 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 someone who uh, shops at that store and and sees a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And well, so. in much happier news, lots of people that we love that are creators uh, got some some well deserved recognition this year. So, including Rucka. your favorite your favorite buddy Rucka got uh, got one. Um, Mignola won for Hellboy. I really, I really wish that uh, Stumptown had gotten some more love, but that's okay. That's a hard category. Uh, yeah. Uh, Day Tripper Vince got best limited series, which I think we would agree was certainly as it, dis- as it should. Yeah. Uh, American Vampires, awesome. See Scott Snyder get a a uh, and and Eisner very early in his career, and I think it's it's obvious. I love to see that. Um, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Abominable Chris's favorite, well, one of his favorite web comics, Abominable Trolls. Christopher one for best digital comic. Made me um, cry. We've it's the cool thing. You know what was cool about this year? Like almost all the things that won, we've talked about on the show. <laughs> War of the Trenches won for best reality based work, which we talked about. Um, Dan Klaus Wilson won for best graphic album. Uh, Woot. Uh, Wednesday Woot. Comics won for best reprint. Uh, Should have. It's Scotty great. and and Eric Schenauer for second year in a row won for best adaptation. Um, Scotty's Scotty, probably, Scotty. Uh, 
he, Scotty also won for best artist, which is pr- pretty awesome. So um, he won for best penciler, inker, Curry, penciler, inker. Yeah, yeah. That, which that's good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad Scotty won because yeah. his, his ego needs to boost. I, 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 I was going to say that's he's, he's a little he, lacking he, in confidence. So. He has four, that's, that's that's his fourth Eisner now, right? <laughs> two last year and two this year. That's yeah, impressive. I guess I guess so. you got to give him proffers. I mean, I know he's like you. Absolutely, yeah, he's our no, boy, and he doesn't need the boost. But that's pretty sick, dude. Four Eisners is a sick <laughs> accomplishment. Um, yeah. You know, good for so you, that's good stuff. Um, it's uh, Joe Hill, fucking key, mm-hmm. and should have. I saw Andy Andy tweeting, and and I agree. I would like to see like inkers be. Nominated for I, 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 this whole penciler inker, and I know that people do penciling and inking or layouts and inking, but can we have a fucking Eisner for inkers? It's, it's a sin that they don't. Yeah, well, I mean, the Eisners are allowed to alter their categories too to fit sort of, you know, they do that every year. They kind of tweak the categories. Um, so it's kind of evolved. I, 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 thing. I think it's still a Fairly important job in the industry. Yep. Not, nothing from. Oh, Cavs is saying nothing from David. What the hell? And I'm not saying that he shouldn't that he shouldn't have won because he's a fantastic artist. But but Scotty Young won the Eisner for best anchor this year. Uh, he his own work, so I mean, yeah. yeah. Scotty Young. Scotty Young is the Eisner award winning best anchor in the industry just because it was in the description you mean yeah right. yeah I mean, it, was, it was an award for penciling which which, which right which singles out all the the dudes that solely ink right yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so so basically anyone that is an anchor is never going to win that award kevin nolan will never win that award well, again, it's penciler, inker, or penciler, inker team. Plenty of inkers have won that award before. It's just this particular year, it went to one guy who did both. <clears throat> yeah, and and I think that's that's the that's the trend. Just saying, that you're going to criticize see. it, like be fair to it. It's the, many many inkers have won Eisners as both just plain as just for inking as well as penciler inker. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. we we know where things are going. That that's it, it's, it's, it's gonna... a lot of words too, which throw them plenty of bones. So yeah. Man, you're I'm a naysayer saying, with the Eisners, dude. You I think the Eisners are fucking stupid. I think they, it all started with the uh, comics and vegetables and the, but- the butternut squash. Uh, yeah. No, I, and I'm real. I mean, I'm I'm obviously over over the moon happy for Scotty. Is there anyone more deserving? No, the guy is. He is stuck to his guns. He has he has done exactly what he wants to as a professional, and his style has grown in the way that he wants it to. And I'm over the moon happy for him. So this is nothing, you know, nothing directed towards any of the winners. I mean, Rucker won, and and you know, uh, some people that I'm incredibly fond of won Eisner's this year. I think the awards are incredibly flawed. So, I'm generally but, skeptical of awards, but I have to say that of all the comics-related awards, I find the Eisner's generally to be the best. I mean, to me, they're the Oscars of the, you know, whereas like the 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 Harvey Awards are like the People's Choice Awards or like the the, the Golden the, Globes, yeah, the Golden Globes or the the uh, the uh, Billboard Awards. Whereas you know this, I, don't, I mean, admittedly, anytime you take a small group of people to choose, you're going to have omissions or things that you think didn't shouldn't have gone the way they did. But um, 
you know, I, I also judge it by which awards do the industry people actually care about, and for damn sure, most of the people within the industry value Eisner's. Both oh, from a, from a yeah. from a prestige standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they actually care about being nominated and winning. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The publishers care about the ALA awards. Sure, much more. Sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> I got some light and fluffy. To change the mood, if you want. We need it. Is it about Israeli comic book stores? No, not or butternut squash. It, it's it's an image book. I love butternut yeah. squash. I heard that the comics, uh, vegetables, and comics have great butternut squash. In fact, oh, that's I thought probably... you were talking about the Ramon Perez webcomic. No, is why great. is there such a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh. No, Perez, dude, come on. Sorry, this is a comic from Image. Tell me if you've read it. Uh, I think it's it's definitely the second go around for this series. It was originally published as a five issue limited series or mini series we call them these days, uh, with a different artist, same writing team. Uh, anybody read Screamland number one? No. no. Tell us about it, Vince. No, no. I mean I, I've actually heard him interviewed though. It sounds like a pretty decent premise. It's, it's fun. It's a yeah. it's a really fun comic and it's right up my alley. Yeah. Written by Harold Sipe and Christopher Sabela. Art by Lee Leslie, colors by Buster Moody. There's a backup uh, story drawn by Kevin Mellon. Oh, nice. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the cover is by original Screamland artist uh, Hector Casanova. It's really, it's neat. It's a, it's a very cool premise. Not nothing ex- like blisteringly original, but it's it's something that. Uh, has fueled the imagination of of horror film fans for a long time. It's like what if all of the, not all of them what if a lot of the classic movie monsters uh the creature from the black lagoon the werewolf the blob the invisible man what if they were actually really monsters and and now in the series uh they're living in LA as has been washed out stars looking for their big break and their their chance to be relevant again. These guys are they're they're old. They were in their prime in the forties and the fifties. Uh, most of them are out of work, looking for you know, just that 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 brass ring again. And uh, the the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon analog in the book is called the Devil Fish. Um, and just he just can't take a living anymore. He he's told many many lies uh, to to make himself seem more prestigious and. Um, mysterious as he than he was uh, he commits suicide he he fills up his swimming pool with a couple kilos of cocaine and, and takes one final dip and <laughs> nice. uh, the the invisible man capitalizes on his comrade's death and he makes off with this film uh, a nasty little uh, number called phantasmagoria which was a uh. drug and a drug induced porno film that the devil fish shot of himself and his friends back in the seventies, and he goes to uh, he go no he goes to a, a comic convention called Fantasyscape Con, and he announces at the convention that I'm going to screen this film, and you're going to see your favorite stars in a way you've never seen them before. Uh, an announcement which does not sit well with Carl London. He's the Wolf Man, uh, and uh, he and a bunch of his uh, compatriots you have this guy called travis walters uh but which i wonder if it's a play on travis walton the uh famed abductee from the fire in the sky movie uh this guy's the the captain kirk the william shatner 
analog from a, a, a TV series called Space Path. They've uh, they've made many Space Path sequels, and they, they haven't asked uh, Travis to appear in the movie. So that's the kind of picture this this book paints. You you get uh, Tempest, this old vampire clone, uh, the uh, short term memory challenge Mass, which is a blob uh, kind of. Nice. Kind of spin off on the blob. There's a, there's a real cool uh, scene in here with uh, their Travis and and Carl are looking for their friends and they're looking for the blob and they find him as the water in the hot tub. And there's these two huh. uh, naked curvaceous cuties in the hot tub and the water turns out to be this this creature and uh, he he has a very hard time remembering things. They're like, yeah, we're gonna go talk to Izzy and get him to stop screening this movie. And like two seconds later, the the blob is like, what are we gonna do? Where are we going? Uh, I don't get it. That's it. So um, uh, you get Heinrich Newman, a floating brain and Nazi uh, created robot body. He's very egotistical, thinks he's the center of of the universe. Blah blah blah. But so so Izzy announces that he's gonna screen this porno film for all to see. The group tries to corner him and plead their case and says, please don't don't do this this is going to kill what what little careers we have left but when they do find Izzy he's been murdered and the film dun, 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 is missing and that's where the issue ends it it is very fun um yeah it's it's neat to see all these monsters running around and and you you get a little bit of the convention uh, type vibe. They're, they're at a convention, so they have long boxes all over the place, and there's film and comic geeks everywhere. I mean, it just plays into everything we love. The, the, um, the dialogue and the one-liners are really cool, and it's um, it's classic movie monsters running around as if they were real. It's it's um, the art is a bit. Um, I would say it's close to something we'd see from our buddy Andy Jewett. Ah, which means it's good. It's damn good, but it's you know it's it's um it's on the side of cartoony, which fits the book perfectly. And um, the the one thing I did not like about the uh, production was the coloring. Coloring's a <clears throat> little hard on the eye. There seems to be way too many reds and browns and 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 umbers and it's just a little too much on the red spectrum for me mm-hmm. i mean when you when you flip through the book that's all you see is red and brown and there's you know there's much more to it than that but the the like if he does a carl and travis are in a restaurant the background's red uh, it's like a brownish red uh in the in the convention they're walking the hallways the rug is red the walls are red flashbacks are tinged in red it's just like it's almost as if they dropped a red layer uh a tr- like a semi transparent red layer over everything it's just too okay. much da- too much red but um maybe that's what they're going for i don't think it 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 did the book any any uh service but it, it thankfully the proceedings and the cartooning and the story managed to overcome that small little uh, speed bump on the way to enjoyment. So uh, it's a good little series. I like it. I think it's an ongoing, too, from Image, um, Screamland. It's, uh, if you're a horror film fan, you got to get this because it's, it just pulls on all the, uh, the right arteries. It's, it's good stuff. like it a lot. Nobody bought it? What's wrong with you people? Don't you, don't you support the Image Comics, the independent publisher, the last bastion of free speech? <laughs> 
I can't. I, I have a hard time thinking of independent comics, and then you mention Image. It's just. It's. I know they are because it's mostly creator owned stuff, but India as fuck. I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do. But I do have. Uh, well, all right. Mostly Robert Kirkman creator owned. The uh, there is a. Um, he, he owns it. He's a creator. Uh, there, there is a uh, there is an image book. I'll 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 talk about Vince. Do it. Do do so. Halcyon. Oh. Okay. Oh, nice. Did you love yeah, it? Fine. I. Yes. Can't talk about it unless you loved it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I I did. I I um even even uh one particular scene in uh in the fifth issue. But yeah, no, there was a. Uh, uh, Cruelty to animals. Yeah. So, but it gets you that, every time. Gets you every yeah. time. Uh, so, I did. I don't know if I was. Maybe I, I was just really into it, and I was enjoying it, and 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 I didn't really. Uh, maybe there's smarter people out there than I that 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 kind of maybe saw the ending and where it was going. I I didn't. I was just along for the ride. I was I was enjoying it, and uh, mm-hmm. and I mean the, the characters are. Are funky. I, I I like Enos. I like uh, or Enos. I like uh, Saber and and see. I mean, there are. It's it, it's a little dark at times, but um, and it was it was just it was it was kind of a neat twist on the whole uh, you know Justice League Avengers type story. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of like a, a what if Lex Luthor was humanity's last best hope. Oh, you're crackly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was, uh, it was, um, there was, uh, I, I enjoyed the art. I mean, it was just, it was, it, it's, I know that I read the first issue and I wanted to read more and it, it, it just, it took me forever to, to finally get all five issues to sit down and read. And, uh, I, I read them all back to back. I really enjoyed it. I, I have no, um, have no problems with it. I would recommend it. I think, uh, I, you know, it, it's, it, I don't know where, Guggenheim ended, and and uh, and and Tara ran with it, and because I, I, it it really didn't sound like the Guggenheim that I I, I read with Amazing Spider-Man, or even heaven forbid, the Flash, Fastest Man Alive. So it was it was a different I from what I remember of Mark Guggenheim, it was different in, in that regard. But I uh, I really just enjoyed the, the whole. The whole story of it. There wasn't really anything in it that I was like, you know, really? Or, you know, thought that it just didn't fit right or feel right. It it, it was just a really solid five issues. Yes, it was. Yeah. And beautifully illustrated, too. Absolutely, yeah. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend the trade. I think the trade is solicited. Was it solicited this month, I think, in previews? I think so. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason, I know you've been reading stuff. Don't you want to talk about them? I guess so, if I have to. Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I read uh, a series we have talked about in the past, the latest incarnation of it, uh, as good as as, uh, as the others, and that would be the fourth uh, hardcover collection of Mr. Uh, Joe Hill's uh, Lock and Key. Oh, what is that called? Cross? Uh, it's Cross? called Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it it was awesome. Um, I have one complaint about it though. Hmm. 
Interesting. Where the hell's the ribbon? Oh, there's no ribbon in the hardcover? There's no freaking ribbon. Oh. <laughs> do you, do you, I'm, I'm, I know, I like the ribbon too, but do you really need the ribbon? No, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez, you know, Chris turned us all onto this at the very beginning of it and, and gushed about it incessantly, and it was uh, he was right. It's been great, and I, I collected the issues and then moved to the hardcovers because I ended up double-dipping on the first two hardcovers and just said, well, this is stupid. I'm buying the same book twice. So um, so I, I, I actually, in this case, didn't you know hadn't read it for some time. It's been at least probably six, eight months since that I read that last hardcover. Um, and as I often say when you talk about these series that you read in chunks, uh, I got to give him credit because this is an ongoing series, and... It's been a long time since I've thought about the book at all, and yet in picking this up, I didn't feel the need to read loosely quick through the third again or to get a recap. I mean, um, the characters and the setting are so strong that as soon as I started reading this fourth volume, I immediately remembered where they left off. And I think that's a real credit because we read a lot of comics of a lot of different types, and I can't tell you how often, like with a... Uh, you know, like these these stacks of Marvel books I have, where I'll have to face, you know, I'll be starting to read it and say, "What the hell happened before this?" And it's just hard to remember. Um, that is not a problem with this. It's a it's a wonderfully rich and 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 tightly done little universe of characters. Um, it just keeps getting better and better. Gabriel Rodriguez, um, you know, his style is is continuing to evolve in a great way. Um, in this in this uh. In this volume, the he, Bill Watterson, oh yeah, exactly, which what I know is, you talked about when the issue came out. Um, so, fucking yeah, it's good. just amazing. And, and f- uh, for those that don't know, Chris is saying the he draws an issue, um, the panels pertaining to the youngest uh, of the, the siblings. Yeah, um, he draws it in a in a clear homage to Calvin and Hobbes to Bill Watterson's style. And it's uh, it's just terrific, and and it really works so well in the juxtaposition of it, of it being such a bloody, downright evil book. You know, I mean, it's like to see that kind was, of frustration yeah. against Ch- it. Yeah. What's that? Child, child, childlike innocence. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of you know Bodhi's character in what is some seriously life threatening situations was amazing. And in, in in this one now, because in the in the third volume they they have a pretty big confrontation and sort of the cat is out of the bag in terms of who they're fighting and the like. So in this one, um, rather than where in the first three, it was kind of focusing on one, maybe two keys that do a specific, have a specific power and then a, a, a cliffhanger in this, um, there are just, it's basically set up now that they're, they're basically fighting against this dark evil force pretty much nonstop. So in, in, you have an you have an overarching story that that goes throughout the the, the five or six issues collected here, but you, then you also have these pages where you just it, you'll turn the page and it'll be um, it'll be just a fight scene uh, with with no word balloons and it'll have a date. So like it'll say Sunday the twenty sixth and it'll just show uh, it'll just show the kids fighting uh, possessed uh, teddy bears. You know, then they'll go <laughs> to you know February twenty seventh and they'll show you know. Um, just through the window, them fighting an, another type of thing. A, a couple pages later, you'll see a, a, a scene where they're fighting um, what looks to be a, a, an evil 
lock and key, uh, you know, like a sentient, uh, you know, key with chains and trying to strangle them. And uh, in another page, they're fighting uh, evil sentient plant life that's been that's come to life because of a key. Uh, and and it's just really neat. It just uh, it just it gives Rodriguez such a nice having these different keys that that have different powers gives Rodriguez such a wonderfully a wonderful artistic canvas to play with. I mean, because he really can do anything he wants. I mean, there are uh, uh, homicidal squirrels that attack in one panel. There's an evil music box in another panel, which makes them whatever the, the music is singing about, they have to do. Um, it's just unbelievably well done. Uh, you know, and, and in this book, the, the relationships advance further with each of the kids. You start to see some of the the decisions they've made in prior arcs come back and and affect them like the the sister um you know made it the sister had uh, had taken out uh, her capacity to feel any fear um some time ago mm-hmm. and and in this book she has to deal with the consequences of that um and it's just uh it's great stuff i i i, I thank you so much for turning us on this book and i do feel like the series is finally getting the the recognition it probably deserved but all I have to say is, and I won't give it away because it's it's a major spoiler. But the end of this series, the oh. way this one wraps up is a is just a on jaw on the floor, jaw drop moment. Uh, it was it was a great twist that I didn't see coming, and uh, it, it was just really well done. <laughs> and I can't imagine what the fifth volume is going to be like now that they've reset the status quo. So, uh, well, we've got um, we've got. Um... How many issues left? It's got to be what, fourteen, twelve? Are we, are we entering like the well, last? I know, is it finite? I didn't know it was finite. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's finite. There, I, we'll probably get like two more volumes. I'd say it's probably going to be like a six volume series. Um, um, an- another one of the stories which um, I don't think you mentioned was the one where uh, uh, Kinsley uses the key to. Um, uh, become a young black girl, right? Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. Was such a very smartly written comic about race and and perception mm-hmm. that uh, that you rarely see um, in in the comics medium. It's and, and kind of you know just circling back to what you're saying. It's just it's just a very smartly written series. It's beyond beyond what uh, what Rodriguez and Jay Photos, who does some awesome coloring on it, it's just it's just a really well crafted and well written series. So I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And they do this cool thing at the end of each collection where they show you the known keys with little histories of them. Um, so as as you as you see more keys in the book, they they add them to the compendium. So it's a pretty cool way to follow along about all these different keys. But uh, yeah, it's just great stuff, man. I I, uh, I would love to meet those guys. I would I would love to get a page of this from 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 uh, from uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. I, I don't know if he even sells his work because I don't know that I've come. I don't know if he does or not. Yeah. yeah, but but if he does and he happens to listen or do a Google search on his name. Come to our forums and let a brother know how to get your, get your work. <laughs> Hook me up. Hook a brother up. You gotta so. imagine that his original uh, art is incredibly razor sharp. Because I would think, yeah, that's yeah. what I really would love to see it. Yeah, I would think because, so. Because you know, when when you shoot that for for reproduct, well, listen to me, Jesus, I'm it's like I'm a hundred years old. Whenever you, whenever you print something, you do lose a little bit of the 
the crispness of the original line. And his his lines are incredibly crisp, printed. I could just imagine on the board they must be razor sharp. That that's that's a, pretty admirable. And yeah, difficult. and and the in the scene that Chris is talking about where they they uh, they change their race, um, it's cool because it's like this mirror. And it's just the detail work is so awesome. Like in this mirror, it looks like it's it's drawn almost like it's from Roman times or something. And it's it's a it's it's a it's a circular mirror, a handheld mirror. Um, but around the outside, in like a metal plate, are uh, almost like cuneiform uh, faces. Nice. And and each one is is in an ancient sort of way, almost like glyphs a different race. Um, mm. And so, uh, uh, Bodhi, you, he turns the mirror and shows his sister her face. Then he turns it back, and you see you see his hand move, and almost like he's spinning the wheel. And you hear, and and they, you know, you see the click. They draw a clack, and it locks in a place with a new one. And then all of a sudden, he turns around and he's black. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's real, just like it's it's not just like a poof. Oh look, it's it. He actually draws the mechanism to show you. Sure. How it's very, very. I mean, that's that's the kind of detail work that I don't think a lot of guys would 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 have the the wherewithal to do. So, right. And that's, an, that's another thing. Yeah, you're right. Extremely fine detail. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, mad props to IDW too for you know yeah. getting this off the ground because I still don't know that enough people read it. We need more people reading it. You know, there's a movie. There's got to be a movie brewing somewhere. Well, if, if well, there's not. Uh, no, they the well, the, the pilot didn't get picked up. Yeah, the pilot got uh, shot and did get picked up, yeah. Well, and speaking of uh possible television shows, it looks like I don't I haven't read anything since the initial news broke on Bleeding Cool, but isn't uh, the sixth gun being uh Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. A sci- sci-fi network TV show. Yep. Speaking of TV shows, how about Frank Darabont quitting Oh, yeah. Shit? What? What's that about? Uh, that's what? I don't know. Frank Darabont quit Walking Dead. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's definitely bizarre because he is just a few weeks ago. They just got back to filming, and he was talking about how excited he was. So I don't know if, uh, you know, who knows what happened. I mean, but wow! I, I heard Kirkman wanted to insert Invincible into the show, and this wasn't happening. Wow! Darabont quit Walking Dead. I had not heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's bananas, yep. really. Because when you think about it, that's got to be a... I mean, I know Darabont's been involved with some some really big projects, but this show got huge buzz. And just to yeah. walk away from that, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, that was the thing. He basically, like, fired the writers last year and, yeah. and went with the writer's pool. So, yeah, yeah he was... Wow. That's... that's Yeah, that's crazy. It is. Um, it's that Darabont... Really loves the, you know, he is a comic geek. That's how this all happened in the first place. And he does love the show, but um, he's he is a feature guy. And and this the 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 schedule of doing a uh, the regimented every day in the writing room schedule of doing a show, being a showrunner just wasn't he wasn't feeling it. So he had fired, like you said, he had fired the writing team. Was gonna he he had fired the writing team, and then was going to use. Um, was going to use uh, freelancers and then opted mm-hmm. against that and had hired a new writing room, which Kirkman actually moved to L.A. to be a part of. Um, and But the big thing was is that Darabont had hired um, uh, Glenn Mazzara as his, as his right-hand man, and Mazzara had been a showrunner on several other uh, shows. So 
what I understand is that Darabont's out and, and Mazzara is going to be the full-time showrunner. So it shouldn't ultimately, I mean, that was Darabont's choice. So I don't know that it's going to change anything too dramatically. You know, I don't know that we should expect it to, I don't think we should take this as a sign of the apocalypse or something, but you know, <laughs> or the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, I got nothing invested in it anyway. I mean, after episodes two to, what was it? Six. Yeah, I I don't care if it never comes back. So whatever, whatever. Well, it is coming back for sure. Yeah, they, those zombies have a nasty tendency of doing that, right? Hey, guess what? Meeting adjourned. This has been. Is it really? Well, yeah. Well, by the time we do the the outro and everything, <laughs> uh, this well, has been, no. As long as you keep it fucking brief. Why don't you shut up, niece man? This has been another episode of 11 O'Clock Comics sponsored by the awesome DCBService.com discount comic book service. Huge. Wumba discounts on your favorite comics and collectibles. 35, 30 to 75% off featured specials. And if you are a first-time customer, get this. Enter the following code into the slot and you will get an extra 8% off your already huge discounts. David, what's the code? E-O-C-8. Did you hear him? E-O-C-8. Another 8% off just spectacular discounts. You can't go wrong. Stop paying retail, you numbskulls. And in your travels, issue two came out today. Number one, curled my toes back in a wonderful way. Hey, I'm rapping. It is, of course, the witch doctor from Image. It's just so damn good. Yeah, writing uh, by Brandon Seifert. The art is by Lucas Kettner. Sunny Sunny Go does the cov does the colors. It's it's just amazingly well done. Lovecraftian, Wrightsonian, icky, sticky, ooey horror, disgusting Doctor Who as a magician type story. And it I just you just lost Jason. I just can't. Well, he <laughs> like you said, he is a little bit on the Doctor Who side. Um, he's that quirky intellectual big brain, but only in the paranormal realm. It's, it's great. And I, they've picked it up for another, um, mini series after this one. So that, that's just fantastic. Go out and buy Witch Doctor. It's great. It's, it's bigger than great. And, well, there you go. Here, I'm going to drag it out a little more because Chris <sighs> doesn't want me to. Uh, I mentioned it before. Do yourself a favor. If you have not read, George Harriman and Crazy Cat, just scare up one of the Fantagraphics collections and you will be hooked because they are just, it's, it is uh, the uh, progenitor of a lot of styles and modes of storytelling and types of cartooning. It's like the, the gestation, this is where a lot of this stuff we see today came from. Crazy Cat, wow, is it good? It's crazy good go. with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't been reading a whole lot this last week, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, so I'm just going to lean on it again. Uh, go out and read, not just 1969, but if you, like David, have not read the awesomeness That's that is that. Alan Moore's uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, just just go up, buy it all up, read it, love it. It's it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Did you hear that new uh, Alan Moore storyteller um, autobi or biography that was recently released has a CD in it, but the audio the the songs or the audio dramatizations whatever it was that they created for Black Dossier is not on the CD. So are we ever gonna hear that stuff? I don't know. I want to hear it. 
I'm I'm sure we'll hear it at some point. We'll have to we'll have to beg the fine people at Top Shelf to uh, his his maybe spoken get out. word stuff is mesmerizing. Oh, that Snakes and Ladders is awesome. Oh my God, yeah, it's almost hip. Yeah. I can listen to that, and it's almost like Alan Moore's controlling me. Like, you yeah. know, go go kill somebody. I would do it. I would do <laughs> <Jesus>. it. <laughs> hey, uh, well, this Stop was it. one of um, this is this is closing my part out the way I opened it. I I, I will another thank you is of course to uh, to Slurmo. I was uh, reading. I was reading B one number five, and and I I absolutely love this cover. So I'm I'm yeah. saying people go and 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 get the issue. I I love Splooge Ghost. I love I, <laughs> I am like I I am like I'm like the dude on the first in the first story with with the whole pointing out dog. And I mean we'll we'll be driving down or walking down the street, and someone's walking their dog, and I'm just like I oh, look at the puppy, and I just I'll shoot I'll yell out a dog if, if it's in the vicinity, and it's just it his art has just. I, I remember B one number one and and just seeing his style get, get a little cleaner and and it's I, I love watching someone's progression and it's just been been good stuff so I definitely yeah. recommend this and I and I second Chris's mention of Daredevil number one from last week. Oh, wasn't it so good? It really was. Keep it going. Well, uh, I uh, touched on it just a little bit, uh, which was. Uh, Mr. Chris Roberson, uh, Mr. Sean McManus, uh, Cinderella yeah. from Fable Town with Love. Um, just awesome stuff. And uh, the trade is the second trade out. Yeah, the second trade is either out or due out soon. I know it's already oh, been good. solicited. Um, but uh, in this one, she gets to face off against Dorothy, as in Wizard of Oz. Dorothy. Uh, that's so basically. Awesome. Uh, I guess if Cinderella were Black Widow in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Dorothy would be like the new Black Widow, you know, like the Russian one, the evil oh. one. So, uh, so yeah, it's really, really fun stuff. And uh, also, too, Chrissy Zulo covers. I kind of give her props because yes. freaking insane. So, the the uh, Russian one was hot. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. So yeah. just uh, just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and totally totally standalone, too. I mean, it, uh, it, it, it certainly is satisfying for Fable readers, but you don't have to be... Like caught up with fables that by any stretch to enjoy. The, no, it's um, it's it's Cinderella as a secret agent. Yeah, exactly. No, I even like it. You love fables. I yeah, but I don't like secret agent shit. <laughs> but this, this 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 works for me. What's the name of this one? Fables are forever. Yes. I think yes. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, we got one more, right? Nope. No, that's it. That's it. I don't want to go. Aww. I don't. <laughs> Working like a dog. And this is this was my, my treat for the week. Same here, Get brother. Oh, by the way, though, no, we do have one more. Good. We do. We do. In your travels, make sure you read the latest version of Mystery Solved. Oh, Jesus. That, I'll edit this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about you, awesome artwork. Wait, you see it tomorrow. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, cannot wait. I killed it. I went nuts. Look at on, you! You killed. I know. I did. I did. On, on this week's, I did. I, I went. I went batty. I, I was doing something, and if you um, are savvy to the end of the story, there's a reason why I did it, and I'm dropping little clues along the way about 
what's actually going on. And one panel, I just said, what if I did this? And I threw a little bit of color down. And so, I, hmm, and I just kept working it and working it. And it's like an hour later. And I said, well, I guess I'm going this way with this panel because <laughs> I just kept throwing color in it. And it, I was having fun. I lost track of time. I'm, I'm really enjoying doing this. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah. Me cry. Cool. I just have, I just have nothing to sell. Because there's no original art. It's all, yeah, dig- yeah. It's all digital. <laughs> for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Mystery Solved, the webcomic, uh, Zach Cruzy writer, and uh, the, the revolving group of artists. But uh, this this current uh, this current storyline is none other than uh, Mr. Vince B. So, yes. yeah, uh, scary, and that's uh, at but... MysterySolvedComic.com. Oh man, there it is. It's out there. Bam. Go, go read it because Zach is really good. It's out in the he's, wild, he's very, baby. He's very passionate about oh. this. Yeah. There you go. Shut up, David. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It is funny. It is. I don't like the spotlight. Isn't that weird? I don't like the spotlight, but I'm the voice to hear when the show starts. What's that about? And, and it's all your editing and the music. Yeah, but I, I hate I hate to be in the spotlight. It's really yeah. stupid and strange. Whatever. Let's just talk about more. Oh, we got to go. Right. We can't, can't we? Can't we talk about more comics? You're the one that wrapped up the show. I did because I thought we would we would run longer, but we were exactly on the two hour mark now. That's rare for us. We don't usually do you know two hours right on the mark. Mm. David, did you? I know what can make Chris happy. David, did you get Lady Death number? What is this? Uh, six. Number six. Did you read it? No, not yet. Oh, big reveal. Really? Yes. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes, it is. Big reveal. Sweet. All right. And there's a lot of hoochie-coochie in this one. Borderline nudity. I I don't know why this book is rated mature other than the violence, because there really hasn't been any nudity in it. And it's an Avatar book, which, if you read, did any of you read Crossed Psychopath number three? Um, No. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. (laughs) They are really, really pushing the boundaries. On 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 bad taste. Just uh, I'll I'll save you some time. If your question starts off with "Have you read Cross?" You could just put me down for a no. Not a fan, huh? No. Okay. It's pretty. It's pretty despicable. What happens? Let's just say the crossed are not the biggest threat in this series. Mm. That takes a lot of doings to be more mm. more more despicable than the crossed, but. Yeah, this it's nuts. <laughs> I want to tell you, but I think you know we'll lose any potential readers. So <laughs> it, it's foul. <laughs> well, put this it, it, it gives Cockring a, a totally different light. Oh, <laughs> well, on a totally different note, for those uh, out there who are wondering, yes, we will be having uh, eleven o'clock uh, football leagues again this year. Uh, I'll probably oh, set them yeah. up sometime in the next week. When I set them up, we'll uh, we'll post something on the forums, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll hook it up. So cool. And, and it's it's uh, it's almost August. We'll have uh, yeah, it's almost August. So you have August, September, and then a couple weeks into October, you have New York Comic Con. So we'll be oh, uh, coming up on it. So yeah, seriously, it will be here. Before, you know. yeah. Cool. What? That yeah. is nice. What was that? That's, that was hot. The end ticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cardinals just lost. Oh. Uh, All right. Well, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, we'll be back next week as usual. Uh, we love you so much. We'll go buy some comics. 
say bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, buy lots of comics. Lots and lots of them. Buy more than you need, like us. Insane amounts. <laughs>